According to a report, the projected market size of cloud kitchens is uh, expected to touch $1.05 billion by 2023. Now, this report was generated in 2020 pre-pandemic. Now, if you see the course correction or the curve that has taken from pandemic, these numbers will actually have a variance of 30 to 40 percent right now with actuals. As I'm talking to you, as a consultant, as a strategist for some brands, I'm also working on defining a brand journey for two upcoming cloud kitchens in Hyderabad. And that's not all. There are many, many cloud kitchens are starting up. In fact, many of the entrepreneurs, the first time entrepreneurs are trying to step into food business who are kind of scared to step into food business because of the kind of complexities that had before taking that bold step and getting into cloud kitchen and that's a trend with this happening in my near circles and around I was intrigued to understand how this QSR this cloud kitchens work and I ended up connecting with one of the leading automation solutions company a kitchen robotics company when it comes to cloud kitchens and QSR brands. This is a company which uh, kind of really brought in these ABCs of cloud kitchen and automation into India way back in 2012-13. I'm talking about a company called Mukunda Foods, which is one of the majors right now when it comes to automation, kitchen automation. And I uh, got a chance to connect with uh, the founder, Ishwaran, uh, is a co-founder. Ishwaran K. Vikas and I was trying to understand how this you know, culinary business has been shifted totally with the robos, the chitti robos invading the kitchens and how this actually kind of sh- shaped the kitchen from what we know. So this is a very interesting conversation because the questions I have asked are not just mine, also from many aspiring as a food business uh, food business enthusiast Ishwar, so when i heard about mukunda and uh, the journey of mukunda i was always reminded this movie called airobo <clears throat> wherein robots invade our lives and now you're talking about robots invading kitchen that's a myth maybe like 10, 12 years before. But when you guys started in 2012, right, uh, how did this entire journey of getting into automation of kitchens, uh, how did this happen actually? Like what was the advent and what are the drivers that made you see this entire advent of kitchen automation happen? Sure, sure. <clears throat> so Pawan, we started uh, in 2012 when me and my co-founder Sudeep were still in college, right? So, we were college roommates and, you know, in our hostel, we wanted to do something. So uh, whenever we used to go out, we used to always aspire to eat at a 
you know, a Menti or a Domino's or a Subway, you know, where that's a global QSR chain selling global food like pizzas, burgers, sandwiches, etc. And uh, there was no uh, aspiring chain or a global chain that was selling Indian food at scale. Like, for example, Domino's has tens of thousands of outlets. Um, uh, you know, McD has thousands of outlets, more than 10,000, 15,000 outlets. A Subway has much more than that. And globally, if you look at global cuisine, there are multiple uh, chains who are doing in thousands of numbers. But Indian food is one of the most loud food. And uh, forget about globally, even in India, there is no uh, brand. And in fact, there was no brand that was doing a huge chain of selling Indian food. So we wanted to McDonaldize the whole Indian food aspect. So we wanted to bring in a concept where, you know, the a, a consumer would come in and go out fast eating Indian food. So we wanted to build a McD of Indian food. And that's the whole reason the journey of Mukunda food started as a foods brand. That's the reason name food sort of remains in our um, uh, in our whole name. So we opened two to three outlets, um, <clears throat> bright lights, large screens, smiling staff, people come in, three, four items on our menu. We had at least those as and what as people could come, order and go out very fast. People loved the concept. From day one, we saw that people came, they ordered, they liked the food. Uh, after college, me and Sudeep used to go and talk to customers. How are they feeling? They're liking it, not liking it. And we were very, very obsessed about the whole, uh, you know, uh, customer satisfaction at our outlet. Uh, we, we saw good profits from our first outlet itself. And we went to the second outlet. That's when, uh, Pavan, things became really difficult for us. What happened was we were not able to maintain consistency and quality of food. We had, uh, because making food is a skilled task. You need a person who is skilled, you know, how to make a dosa, how when to do it, when to remove it. So getting skilled staff was difficult. Attrition was a problem. People would always come and say, hey, sure, that first outlet, now the food is great. The second outlet, you know, mm. so uh, we were really obsessed about customers, you know, and, and we really did not want to scale a business where, um, you know, uh, customers was not happy. We could have mm. franchised the whole thing out, but we really did not want to do it because we were not able to maintain consistency and quality. How can a franchisee do it? But mm. we knew that there was a huge business opportunity there and we really wanted to crack it. So the engineers in us woke up and said, you know, let's solve it the tech way. Let's make a machine that cooks food automatically. And, uh, you know, because we, we searched everywhere, there was nothing. So we rolled up our sleeves and said, let's make a machine that cooks food automatically for our outlet. And that's how the whole journey towards automation started. So we built Dosamatic, the world's first fully automatic tabletop dosa making machine. We installed it in our outlets. And uh, when we did that, a lot of media covered us. NDTV, BBC, Hindu, TY, everybody covered us. We were on page one in a couple of national dailies. And they said, hey, this outlet makes machine and makes dosas automatically from a machine. When that happened, a lot of restaurant owners and uh, people from the industry came to us and said, hey, can you sell this machine? This is interesting, this is exciting, this is what we really want because we have the same problem. That's when I had an idea saying that, hey, we were thinking we were engineers and not from the industry and not able to run a food business, but it's not, a, uh, it's not the challenge, it's not the problem, it's a global problem. It's not an India-only problem, it's not a dosa-only problem, it's not a geography problem, it's an industry problem where people are unable to make food at scale consistently. That's when we wanted to bring in automation. I would not say automation, I wanted to bring in tech. So we worked on a hardware and software combination 
to ensure food is made at scale. So to cut a long story short, today we have automated majority of the global cuisines. We have we started with dosas, of course, but now we have done biryanis, pizzas, burgers, uh, sandwiches. We have done Asian food like Chinese fried rice, noodles, starters, soup, gravies, chai. So we have uh, we have today uh, automated the entire global cuisine today. So that's sure. how the journey started as a QSR owner facing okay. as a restauranter facing challenges that we were not able to make food well we know there was a huge opportunity we were not able to um, you know monetize it and that's when we pivoted to a business uh, to uh, you know automate so our vision at Mukunda Foods became to help fast growing brands make food consistently at scale and be profitable doing that sure so you started as a QSR and now you're a food tech company and uh, now you're also offering kitchen as a service right yeah yeah that's how it is so in a food tech for example what are the drivers that you keep in mind apart from the taste of course that's a bigger criteria that you focus on and uh, what are the various other criteria that you look at when you are installing or implementing any uh, automation in sure. any kitchen sure so i really liked it the way you said we are a food tech company and not a kitchen uh, equipment company <clears throat> So what we really do is we are not just building hardware. We are building hardware with a very deep layer of software. When I say that, you know, what's very important when I make a machine, I can make the best machine in the world. But if, it, if the food doesn't taste the way the brand chef is expecting it to taste, nobody would buy our machine. That's Correct. where we bring in a lot of layers of software. What the machine is able to adapt to the recipe of a restaurant. So you run restaurant A, your friend restaurant runs a separate restaurant. Both of the restaurants serve their own kind of biryani. So the machine today adapts to your cuisine, your, your recipe. That's one layer. The second, every consumer at a restaurant wants a little bit of personalization or customization. They want, uh, I want a little more spicy. I want with butter. I want this. I want that. So the machine has um, a tech layer that enables personalization and customization for every order that is made. And third, most importantly, the machine has onboard intelligence, which ensures that seasonality change of ingredients doesn't at the end of the day affect the taste of the food. So we do that with AI and a lot of data that is there and is run on board of the machine. So the machine has an intelligence that determines what recipe ingredients or temperature or time should be changed to ensure that seasonality of ingredients or the change in the quality of an ingredient doesn't affect the taste. Very simple example. So we all know that tomatoes are uh, sweeter in winter and sour in summer. So normally when you're making like a paneer makhani, a uh, uh, chef knows, okay, the tomatoes is sour, so I'll put little more sugar, little water, decrease salt, increase the heat, blah, 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 to ensure that the taste is great. Now, when a machine is doing that, what we have done at the tech is the machine can sense that, okay, this tomato has this, this features. So this is a change in recipe, this is a change in heat. At the end of the day, your paneer makhani should taste the same. And that's where we bring in a huge layer of tech on top of hardware to ensure our food comes out perfectly well. Okay, so uh, okay, there, there's a question that suddenly came to me. Now, for example, the quality of ingredients will also make a difference, right? For example, if I'm taking something like an ingredient from a single source farming, an organic or a natural farming versus this thing, I mean, the ingredients might change, the supply chain, if there is a deterrent in the supply chain, how will a IoT or a, you know, the, the, the tech will actually react to this thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this so is a, a bit away from the question. 
yeah yeah so what happens uh, is see one rule of the thumb is garbage in garbage out so if you put something that is rotten of course you want sure. the machine would not be able to perfect it but if there is a change like you know you you uh, you added uh, um, you added um, you had to add basmati rice uh, 100 grams but you added 150 grams so normally what a restaurant chef would do is he would change the other parameters he would increase the masala increase the gravy increase a lot of things to ensure that at the end of the day your portion size little increases but also the taste remains common so using sure. a uh, screen of sensors and onboard intelligence machine knows that there has been a change in one of the ingredient so what are the other ingredients i can change proportionally so at the end of the day the taste of the food remains same so that's one way we are doing it the other way we do it is we create a flagging system say the machine feels that you know it say you added a lot of water into your dish sometimes that can't help you just need to throw it so the machine creates a flagging system so what i mean okay. by flagging system is machine creates an error mechanism that gets triggered to the owner of the outlet or a supervisor saying that this dish is spoiled it should not be served to the customer and it also captures that who was the operator or who was the staff who sort of messed with it so that at the end of the day you don't want your consumer to eat bad food and that's what we are able to do awesome awesome this is good uh now uh, see i can picture a kitchen or a restaurant i know the roles that require to run a kitchen a chef to a dosa master to idli master i know this roles now with this food tech getting into the kitchen space what are the roles that are been replaced what are the essential roles and then see what are the new roles that i we see at the kitchen actually sure so it's a, um, see how we envision the kitchen right so till today you, if you say you run a cloud kitchen and cloud kitchens are uh, the flavor of that day today right so many cloud yeah. kitchens coming out and you yourself are working with a lot of cloud kitchens so and so uh, what happens in a cloud kitchen you you run multiple cuisines say you do a breakfast brand with say parathas lunch you do biryani evening you do say pizzas and burgers night you do chinese so usually a cloud kitchen hires multiple chefs and that's where they sort of uh, find it very difficult to hire them with automation what happens is you don't need a chef you need an operator so kitchens have been always a high uh very uh, you know dangerous difficult you know troublesome environment to sort of work from that we are moving transitioning to a kitchen where either either you me or your office boy anybody can operate the machines but still get the same consistency let me give an example of a coffee machine in your office you'll have a coffee machine say a cappuccino machine you don't hire a barista to make coffee in that machine you whenever you want you go and you select maybe you're an espresso guy i'm a cappuccino guy somebody wants a latte with more sugar you just customize and you get the coffee you or your office boy anybody your visitors also can go and operate the machine and get the food so that's the same approach that's going into the kitchen kitchens will not have 50 100 people 30 people you know slogging days and nights together they will have two to three people running eight to nine machines creating 500 to 600 portions a day and that's the future so it's really going to uh, it's going from like you know in the olden days 40 50 years back you had uh, rickshaw pullers you know they would hold the rickshaw and you'd sort of cart pullers and today you have an uber driver so who is more empowered today an uber driver is more empowered because he can cover more kilometers per day earn more and have a very comfortable and happy life even in 60s 70s 80s people sort of drive a ola or a uber and that will happen in the kitchen you know where the opportunity to open more outlets 
because today in an industry demand is not a problem india is just yeah. doing one tenth per capita food consumption of what a china is doing or one twenty fifth of what a us is doing per capita so there is a huge upside there's a huge it's not a demand con- um, sub- constrained market it's a supply constrained market and that's where automation will help increase a lot of draw- jobs and create a lot of uh, uh, national brands that can even go international with kitchen automation one aspect with tech coming into the kitchen ishwar is a chef understands the customer let's say most of the times we see a lot of this times chefs coming and talking to the the team the, you know the people the guests around and asking how did you like it this is a signature dish they try to get insights they try to you know that's more like an artistic way of looking at things at the same time an owner looks at the ticket size as a this thing repeat order value of particular items there are some very nominal superficial criteria that actually runs uh, helps understand the success of a kitchen or a this thing now with tech coming in what are the deeper metrics that we look to achieve because that is not just creating food right it's also creating and analyzing the food also creating the analyzing the reception also so what are the deeper analytics that a, a restaurant might get from this kind of Uh, yeah, so so it's huge, right? Today, for example, I'll talk about uh, a simple product. We have a product called Eco Fryer. It's a robotic fryer. So Eco normally fryer. you have Eco Fryer. Okay. Yeah, so normally in a restaurant and an outlet, you see fryers, right? They're on the whole day, right? Yeah. If there is an order or there is no order, the fryer is on. So what's happening? Your oil is really heating up. Your energy is being consumed. So when there is an order, you dip and you remove it, but the rest of the day the fry is on. So what our machines do is they use onboard intelligence to know that. The, there's no order. I'll go into sleep mode. Okay. So you know, then what happens? You're con- you're saving a lot of oil, saving a lot of energy. So all this gets translated into data, and because the machines are connected through IoT at the back end through a platform called Kitchen dot OS, you'll be able to see how many much, mach- how much is the oil saving, how much is the energy saving. So that's one simple example. Similarly, say we have a product called Walkie. which makes your asian and indian food like your noodles starters soups paneer butter masalas gravies and biryanis and all that stuff so in this normally what happens in a uh, restaurant environment say you have five outlets and your chef you know your head chef created a dish right so in this case also your head chef will create a dish but normal situation you go to every outlet and you train the people okay this is how you do that dish this is what you should do this is not what you should do and after that there is usually an audit team that goes and audits hey did you create the dish properly or not and there is a retraining if he has not done properly and it takes about a month time now imagine the frustration of the chef he created something and he is not able to scale it well across the five outlets because it takes time and energy and all those things to train those people and despite that people sometimes get it sometimes don't get it with automation what happens the chef sitting here you will still need great chefs and chefs are the biggest partners for us they really love our automation they love our products so when they able to create a food they go and upload the recipe in the machine and at the click of a button all the machines get uploaded upgraded so what happens is so for example you want to launch a padatha in your outlet your chef makes it and your outlet from tomorrow morning onwards gets an update and they start making padatha across the outlets so there's lot of data transfer that happens in both ways one way is from the restaurant to the management we're saying that what was the consumption of oil what is the consumption of electricity which um, say today there is a recipe that went bad there's no way you can say who made it when it was done what had happened what had went wrong but now right. you can go and backtrack 
and say which machine did it at what time it did it and did it create any flag so you'll be able to optimize things better so that way you'll be able to get a lot of information from the outlet second way is you'll be able to push a lot of information say there's you're a brand and you have 100 outlets 20 in hyderabad 20 in delhi 20 in chennai and in swiggy zomato rating you're seeing that hyderabad ratings are always below 4 or 3 saying that the food is not spicy the food is not spicy the food is not spicy now what as an owner you can do with kitchen tech that sitting here you can just select the machines in hyderabad and say increase spice by 25% and click enter next day morning all the machines increase the spice mm. right so you were just speaking that how in your app you try to increase the usage for your customers so that is not possible with food today but with kitchen tech coming food becomes a software you'll be able to look at the customer feedback act on it send an update to the machine and look at new feedback and that cycle increases so when that happens your customer rating increases your customer nps increases and you have more happy customers that you don't have to discount today people discount a lot on swiggy on zomato you don't have to do that you can directly go and you can increase the cost of the food because when customers get a consistent good experience they come back to you they're willing to pay more money and they're willing to experiment a lot with you as well all right uh, this is superb actually uh coming to mukunda food side now so once you start doing the automation in 2017 we're talking about 2017 right actually 2017 18 we graduated yeah. in 2014 16 sure. 17 we built our first dosamatic sure so what was the journey since then like who are your first customers what were the avenues that you ventured into in the last four five four years actually right sure so we started with dosamatic uh we were selling this machine to a lot of customers and many people came to us and said hey you solve this dosamatic can you make an automatic this can you make this that and all so the uh in the last two years at least during covid we innovated a lot and came out with a lot of new automations today we have an automatic pizza machine we have an automatic um uh, i as a walkie we have a e pan that's called uh, it's a griller that can grill your burgers tikkis chicken patties um you can make omelets you can make parathas you can make flatbreads you can make wraps and all that stuff we also made rico which helps in cooking rice noodles pastas you know cooking the raw rice washing it uh, basically it will help in making your biryani and of course we have the eco fryer that's the robotic fryer which uh, many customers use so we started with a lot of standalone customers and today we are sitting about top 80% of indian brands use our machines data sure. swiggy private kitchen or a jubilant or a rebel or an itc or a chaios um um <clears throat> uh, wow momos um burger sing ola foods so all the brands you have heard of or you eat regularly most probably most likely the food is being cooked in some of our machines and is coming to you so that's been our journey in terms of the automation and in the last 3 months we have seen a lot of traction internationally uh, like in singapore like in uk us a lot of uh, internal customers are approaching us and buying machines for us it's a truly make in india go global kind of a program which we are uh, being uh, you know driving sitting in india that's one aspect so we have also started a new um, um, new business called kitchen as a service so where we are taking regional good brands across the country with zero capex and manpower so we are okay. setting up micro cloud kitchen factories where multiple machines right from my biryani chinese indian dosa matic all the machines are there and we okay. man those machines so if you have a brand you 
you send your raw materials it's stored in our kitchen you take care of order generation and we take care of the rest we take your ingredients using kitchen tech we can cook your food so you can be assured about the quality and taste of the food uh, my manpower is there we cook the food and give it to the customer so as a brand you can just focus on demand generation and designing you are a great chef which is focus on making good food great food and we take care of the whole scale up program we have already onboarded eight brands and uh, we plan to open about 50 outlets in the next 12 to 18 months in the kitchen as a service which we are calling it the nucleus like tell me about the real estate of this kitchen of service like which areas that you are looking at in the city across india already started sure so every yeah we have already started every city has about 15 to 20 uh, micro markets that do very good if you maybe speak mm. about bangalore you have kod mangla jainagar jp nagar hyderabad maybe banjara hills kukatpally uh, you know um, panjagutta so those kind of areas so all the key micro markets which have a good order density we will be present there okay and also at also couple of tier 2 cities is what we are planning to expand awesome this is this is interesting now uh, i have some questions especially in let's say for a startup owner let's say uh, he want to food enthusiast he want to build something on his own either he can step into a kitchen as a service i would call it cas is it would you call it cas right we call it nucleus okay nucleus either they step into nucleus or they kind of procure machinery to set uh, this thing right now tell me understand about your opex and operational expenses and installation experience let's say for a chinese kitchen that they want to start maybe sure. so sure so you are an entrepreneur you want to start chinese okay so no, normally forget mukunda um, food say we were not there what would you do you would go find a space you hire a chef which you will struggle of course and the chef creates recipes and you or you hire a consultant chef he charges anyways between 2 to 3 lakh rupees to make your recipes then you go hire a few more op- outlet level chefs you open the outlet you hire them and you start business it takes about 3 to 6 months now let's talk about uh, kitchen tech kitchen automation so we have a concept called china in a box so if you want to open an outlet within 48 hours you will be able to take your outlet live Okay. So what forty hours? Yeah, just forty hours. So what you do? You just buy a walkie. The walkie comes with pre-installed top-selling recipes like noodles, fried rice, manchuri, Indian Thai, all that stuff. All top-selling in India, which we have curated over the last three to four years. The machine has those recipes, and we have also tied up with world's largest providers. Um, uh, VKL spices. They are the people who deliver uh, spice mixers to some of the best chains in the world. So we have exclusively tied up with them and negotiated some of the best rates with them. So all you need to do is buy walkie, call VKL. We give you the distributor's number. You get the spice mix from them. You need to in the, from the local market just buy rice, veggies, and all which you can buy anyways. And our team trains you on the day of installation how to cook all the 40, 50 recipes on the machine. So next day you go live. so you don't have to hire a chef you don't have to search for suppliers you don't have to worry about the cost of the food because you have really taken care it should be the minimum and you'll be able to sell top selling recipes from the next day in the outlet and your next and we keep because it's a connected machine regularly we keep adding new recipes top selling recipes 
so you can without worrying you can keep on increasing to the netflix right every week once you keep getting new uh, movies and uh, sitcoms so here you can you can keep getting new recipes new ingredients all you need to do is open your outlet and run your business if i'm planning a qsr let's say there is a certain amount of real estate space that i need to invest in maybe like a 100 square yards or a four square feet so 100 to 350 square square normal right yeah. so is bringing tech into this place i'm reducing any pain in the real estate or like yeah, is it increasing no no you will reduce the real estate so normally when you look at again because we are speaking about chinese let's me continue on that <laughs> yeah. the normal walk you can make maybe what two portions three portions four portions of food but in one walk you can make 10 portions of food at a time so you don't have to have four five burner range one walk you can cook all that stuff and you spoke about economics so let me give you uh, the tangible benefits of kitchen automation right yeah. so normally you hire a chef you pay him what somebody 30 40 35000 to run an uh, experience chef i'm not talking yeah. about the street side tail outlets i'm talking about decent sized qsr and cloud kitchens somebody who can cook recipes for you 20 25 30000 and you need two to three of them because yeah. uh, at once if there are three orders four orders two people three people can cook the food so you are spending and you need two shifts morning shift and late night shift because cloud kitchens and qsrs nowadays run till late night so maybe five people and you are paying 30000 rupees each you are spending 1.5 lakh rupees yearly you are spending about what 15 lakh rupees 10 to 10 to 15 lakh rupees you are spending now come automation you just need one operator who can operate three to four machines simultaneously and you know the cost maybe 15000 rupees you pay maybe you are paying 30000 rupees for two people yeah here you are spending about what 3 to 4, four lakhs Yeah. Four lakh, four lakh. Yeah. There you are spending fifteen lakh. So yeah. nine lakh is what you are saving, and the machine is just two point five lakh. So this is just on the people cost. Then you are saving on rent because just imagine three people standing, three burners. You are spending maybe twenty, thirty, forty square feet. Here you just need four square feet. You are saving maybe ten thousand rupees monthly on rent. You save about two lakh rupees a year. Plus on energy, our machines are extremely energy efficient. You consume fifty sure. percent less energy. There will be less wastage. that's on the savings part now let's talk about the intangible benefits your customers will be happy they'll be able to get food faster a person can maybe cook 5 10 portions an hour the machine can cook 30 40 portions an hour so when it's all about peak load management in a qsr and we have in the machine flash mode and stuff like that where the machine can really quick cook uh, very fast and using all tech without changing the taste so you'll be able to cook food faster you'll be able to cook food at a lower cost you'll be able to expand faster and be more profitable what else you need as a businessman thank you so now uh, ishwar in the last pandemic has changed i think for industry like you it has ex- ex- expedited it can accelerated your plans and everything right for sure now what do you see see with the uncertainty is happening sanity and uh, food food uh, quality everything is becoming like a prime quality right now right so i see at least from an outsider right now i see there's a lot of disruption going to happen in the food especially at the same time there's a lot of opportunity just opening up till now this is a low entry it's a low entry barrier right so now how do you see this entire food industry changing up 
and where do you see mukunda in this entire changing game because you already sure. seen this all the you seen the good days you saw the dark days and the dark days for the entire world but then it might be a bright day for you so how do you see this entire changing spectrum sure. for you sure if you have recently read the um, uh, you know you know the whole story of how zomato went public and you know great yeah. story for indian startups right so uh, dipender goel recently mentioned in his blog on his website that in the next 5 years they're expecting a 10x increase in demand in the food and that's what okay. zomato is expecting say that comes true or maybe it's not 10x maybe it's 7x 8x there are not 8x 10x number of people available today to come and cook in the restaurants right? you are right so the demand is very high do we have the right supply that's the challenge we know the story you are in hyderabad you know the story of bavarchi biryani one of the most famous great awesome finger licking food right but why have they not expanded because they know if they expand they're not able to replicate the food correct what correct. if we can give them a machine the biryani machine and tell them hey you take this to 100 places everybody will be happy you know their people even swear by bavarchi biryani today everywhere in the country what if you can open 100 such places and every city in india maybe there are 1000 cities you know uh, both small big uh, tier 2 tier 3 every place is an opportunity today you can open a 1000 bavarchi outlets in the next 2 to 3 years if a dominos can do 1500 outlets and they say they will be able to do 4000 5000 outlets why not an indian staple like a biryani why not rotis why not indian food like north indians and all that stuff so the demand side is very great with cloud kitchens coming in with qsrs expanding with disposable incomes increasing with reverse migration of people going back to tier 2 tier 3 cities where the willingness to spend is there these are the golden days for cloud kitchens and qsrs you need to scale you need to work but you need to think different you cannot be in the days when everybody is using a digital uh, phone you can't sell use a, a touchpad or uh, when people are using digital cameras you cannot sell still be a kodak camera because i like it i don't you don't want to be kodak you want to be uh, you want to be an oppo you want to be an xiaomi you want to be an apple so those who are adapting automation today were able to see their journey has been tremendously high out of the 10 vc deals that have been announced in the last quarter nine of them use automation you're right and all the nine automations are from mukunda foods nine brands use kitchen automation from mukunda foods so the verdict is there out that if you want to scale fast think big grow use automation you'll be able to grow and demand is not a problem it's the quality of supply if you still want to run your outlet as a jugadu way you'll not be able to scale don't be a kodak be an apple <laughs> that's a good touch and that's a wrap guys for those of you who want to explore the food journey or understand how they can collaborate with mukunda foods there is an extensive profile in the description please go through that as i told in fact as uh, we discussed in the podcast also that mukunda foods robo kitchens are affordable and quite economical and quite easy to install and quite easy to scale so yeah this is a future guys this is a future and kitchens will be shrinking however the quality the spirit of uh, the, the the food business 
will continue to cherish thanks to the rare occasions it's not a limitation anymore you can actually choose to find your line in line of business when it comes to kitchen or of business all the best with that and companies like mukunda will continue to realize dreams of many many entrepreneurs home entrepreneurs across india with that i am signing off me pavan kumar desiro stories